thing is I don't like to do cold calling just because mm -hmm. I know my market and with chiropractors, doctors, you know, whoever your market is, if they're usually busy, which most business owners. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today in this episode, we're talking with Justin Saunders. Justin is doing some massive things in the SMMA or social media marketing agency space. He has built a six-figure agency, making over six figures per year, over $10,000 per month through his social media marketing agency. And in this episode, he's going to break down exactly how he did that and exactly how you can do that yourself. Okay. We go very actionable in this episode. Okay. Justin is giving you some serious tactics, some serious mindset shifts, and some serious strategies that he has used to grow his agency and strategies that he has used to help others grow theirs as well. Justin is somebody who really just cuts right to it. There's not a lot of fluff in this episode. We go very, very action-oriented in this episode. So if that's something you're looking for, if you want to know exactly the strategies you need to be using to grow your agency, stay tuned, sit back, relax, whether you're out there walking the dog, going to the gym, driving to work, whatever you are doing right now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. Justin, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm good, my dude. I'm happy to be here. How are you doing? I am doing just fantastic. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. So, Justin, our listeners did hear a bit about you in the intro, but for those of them that aren't as familiar with what you are currently doing at this point in time, can you give us a quick, like, 60-second snapshot of where you are right now, and then we are going to uh, dive a little bit deeper into your past um, and bring people up to the present. Cool, man. Yeah. Quick little 60 second background of where I'm at right now. So um, I run a digital marketing agency specializing in lead generation strictly for chiropractors. So we focus on bringing in new patients for our chiropractors, as well as I noticed there's a big um, spot that a lot of entrepreneurs are looking for. And that is, you know, actually learning how to build social media marketing agencies up themselves. So um, I built a six figure digital marketing agency. So had a lot of friends reach out wanting to know how to do the same thing. So that's my other new side project um, is helping entrepreneurs get to that six figure mark in their SMMAs. I love it. I love it. So Justin, were you somebody as a, a young person talking like middle school, high school, were you somebody who was entrepreneurial from a young age or were you somebody that took school very seriously or what did your sort of upbringing and middle school, high school years look like? Yeah, dude, my, my high school years were very interesting. I think it's always, um, you know, Gary Vee says it the best, like entrepreneurship's in your blood. And I think, you know, I think the entrepreneurs can be made, don't get me wrong. But for me, dude, I always had that entrepreneurship in like my blood. You know, like in high school, I, I'll be honest, dude, I sucked at school. I was terrible. I hated going to class. I just, I didn't want to learn stuff I didn't want to know, you know? Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, well, I was really big into sports. So I was spending all my time playing basketball. And then on the side, you know, I was either hustling, selling phone cases or working for my parents who were renovating um, old houses and all that. So I was always chasing money, always trying to get a better lifestyle. Okay. Okay. So when did you sort of dive deeper into starting your own business? It sounds like you were doing a bunch of side hustles here and there, but when did you decide that, okay, I want to actually sit down and like create a real business? That's actually a great question, man, because it was, let's, let's see, my junior year of college, I went to University of Kentucky, uh -huh. and um, I took a sales job for this, I guess you could call it an agency in a way. We were selling newspaper ads and digital ads online. It was like kind of when it was get, first getting started. So at that time, I was like, well, you know, I realized I could create my own schedule. And I was like, well, I'm never going to work corporate if I can create my own schedule, right? So I did that. Um, I became pretty good at sales. I had some good mentors that taught me strictly just the sales side. So I realized like I had a skill that I could go out there and whenever I wanted to make money, I could go out there and just hustle my ass off to go make money. Mm. So um, fast forward, I graduated college and I used those skills to, you know, because I realized I'm like, dude, I don't want to work corporate. I want to work something for myself. Right. So I, <laughs> I actually started with Shopify dropshipping which I'm sure, you know, most of the viewers on here can probably relate to that. Oh yeah. You know, the whole get rich quick, make a million dollars overnight type <laughs> scheme, right? There's, um, yeah. There's plenty of that going around online. Oh dude, so much, but you know, <laughs> I bought into this course from this dude and it, it, it wasn't like a great course. It was kind of like a scam, but at the same time it made me realize like if I could learn Facebook ads, which I kind of did by myself, that's a skill that I could use for the rest of my life. 
So I did that, lost a shit ton of money trying to do Facebook ads for drop shipping, you know, thinking one product's gonna make me a million dollars, right? Never yeah. happened. Um, so I realized I kind of went back to my head and I was like, dude, what am I good at? And the one thing that came to my mind was sales. Cause you know, I was one of the top sales reps in the country at the time for this agency I was working at. So I was like, all right, well, I know Facebook ads a little bit. I'm really good at sales. Let's just put this shit together. And dude, it, it kind of clicked all at the same time because at that same time, I got targeted by one of those Ty Lopez ads. <laughs> and it was right when he was promoting this SMA. I was like, dude, this is, this is the perfect time. I'm going to go full in, full send on this. And full that's send. what I did. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> it, it worked out. I mean, it, it worked out in the long run. I mean, the first couple, you know, I was at the point in my life where I wasn't really huge in investing in myself which if you follow me on Instagram or anything, like that's all I post is yeah. stuff how I invest. But now it's like, or back then it was, you know, I didn't want to pay for help. I wanted to learn everything on my own. Got a couple clients, failed, got a couple clients, failed. And eventually I was just at, at the point where I'm like, dude, screw this. I have like $1,500 in my name. I'm just going to put it into mentors and see what happens. And ever since then, dude, everything's just skyrocketed. My agency hit six figures. I've been able to, you know, create a course helping other people out and actually doing mentoring as well now. Awesome. So one thing that I'm always curious about with mentors is like, how did you decide who you were actually going to invest into? Because like you're sitting there, you got $1,500 to your name and you want to find a mentor. Talk to our younger listeners who, who maybe are in a similar boat. They've been trying a lot of things that aren't working and they want to find someone to mentor them, but, but they see dozens and hundreds and thousands of people offering like mentorship programs. Like how do you decide who you actually want to invest your money and your time into? Yeah, that's a great question, man. And I'm glad you did that because I've actually had quite a bit of people reach out to me recently saying like, they've been scammed and all yeah. this stuff, which it happens all the time. It's rumming yeah. rampant, dude. Yeah, it really does, dude. And my number one thing is, you know, if you're going to invest into somebody, make sure they're living the life that you want to live, Right not just the life, but like their personality, how they act, how they talk, everything that they do, if you resonate with them, then you want to give them a chance, you know? And then going off on that, you know, one thing I've noticed, I'm sure you've probably seen it too, is everyone's posting screenshots of their bank accounts, their Stripe notifications, oh, yeah. Shopify, <laughs> dude. That shit is getting so old, especially like, no, no, no hate to the younger kids, but there's a lot of younger kids out there posting $20,000 Shopify stores saying it's all profit and dude, that's fucking, that's bullshit. That's just, yeah. not, right. Um, even with like, I mean, you, whenever someone posts their screenshots, you never know how much they're actually making. So that's always a red flag for me. If someone's posting their screenshots saying I made this, I made this. It's like, dude, did you like, that just automatically throws a red flag for me, you know? So that's yeah. something I would say everybody should be watching out for. Um, I mean, mainly just, you know, study, study the people. You know, find somebody that you look up to that you resonate with and then get on a call with them and see if you can like vibe with them, see if they can actually help you out. You know, I'd, I'd say the main thing is just try out as many people as you can and then narrow it down to one decision. Mm, absolutely. Do you have any strategies that our listeners can implement? Because obviously there are a lot of, are a lot of people out there who, who aren't really um, sharing the truth with people. And, and like there's people renting Lambos every single day and posting pictures to their Instagram, then like renting out big Airbnbs and posting pictures. Like, do you have any strategies that our listeners can implement if they're not sure, like, is this person legit or not? Like, are they actually just trying to sell me some pipe dream here? Or is there something of substance? Um, do you have any uh, tips that have helped you out or, or help people that you know out in, in establishing whether or not somebody's legit? Yeah, dude. Um, do research, do your homework. Just like in school, like I told you, I almost failed out of high school, but <laughs> you gotta do, you gotta do your research. You gotta do your due diligence. Like, um, every time before I invest in somebody, I'm, you know, checking out their Facebook page, their Instagram page. I'm never on Twitter, but I check out their Twitter page, their YouTube page, their web page, whatever it is, as many, as much information as I can get on them. And it kind of goes, there's no, never, there's never like a yes or no on whether someone's going to be good for you, sure. but it, it kind of sounds a little cliche, but you got to go with what the heart, what the gut's telling you. Mm. Absolutely. And there's, if there's like huge inconsistencies between like one platform to the other, like uh, that's, that's just a huge red flag. Like if somebody's putting on some kind of persona here, but then in reality, you can see what they actually look like over on this other place. Like that's, that's not something you want to be messing with. Yeah. And if you're getting those red flags, guys, cross them out on to yeah. the next one. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's so many, there's so many people out there with a lot of valuable information, but you do have to sift through all the BS to get there. Um, so that's, that's just a process that you got to go through. 
Yeah, and another little side note on that, something that I've learned, um, I mean, obviously, Ty Lopez, all these guys are very credible. But mm -hmm. if you find somebody that's kind of on the rise, that's not like too crazy, not too crazy busy for you, those are the really beneficial ones, you know, Ooh, like yeah. the ones that are growing, that have the proven results, that have the time to actually coach you. Um, those are what you want to be looking for. Exactly. Cause like you can't get on Ty Lopez's calendar without at least a hundred grand that you want to drop him. So like if you, if you can find, yeah, that younger and, and rising talent, the people who haven't gotten fully established yet, that's, that's where a lot of the potential that I found with the mentors that I've worked with has been for sure. Yeah, dude, 100%. We were actually in uh, my, we were actually in Tampa, what last week kicking at one of our buddies offices. He runs a virtual reality company and he's bringing in millions per month. And he's, he's, he's in with like Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, like their inner circle. So, wow. you know, invest in for everybody listening to this, invest in people that are closer to you right now. And then, you know, start building that revenue up, start building up. And then eventually, you know, you'll be able to kick it with Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, you know, all those big name guys. Absolutely. So, so take us back in time to where you're at. You've got $1,500 to your name. You decide to invest in a mentor. Um, I'm assuming you bought Ty Lopez's course. Absolutely. Okay. So, so what happened then? Um, was it, was it success right away? Did you have some struggles? What was, what was that process looking like? Great question. So right when I bought Ty Lopez's course, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I was still in that get rich quick scheme that mm. you know, my mind was not right. And I had binge watched all the videos within like four days. And I don't know. Have you, have you been in Ty Lopez's course? No, I haven't. All right. Well, keep in mind, this is a four month program. So I've been to <laughs> all of it in four days. So it's like, dude, I just have to understand the basics. And Ty Lopez's course is very, you know, good. It's very knowledgeable. It's very broad is how I like to say it. it you know, it doesn't tell you, say, do this, do this and do this. It's like, you can do this, you can do that, you can do that. So that's what I did. I went out there and I actually, like I said, I was good at sales. So I closed um, a chiropractor at the time and I think I signed in for what? $1,500 maybe um, first, first client, because you know, I knew how to, I knew how to close the deal sure. uh, and I didn't perform. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life, dude. Mm. You no, know, taking somebody's money and not being able to perform. So that really kind of was like a shock to me. Right. I, I actually quit SMMA for a little bit because I was like, there's no way like I, I can't go back into this. Right. And that's when I got into drop shipping, you know, chasing the shiny object syndrome a little yep. bit, tried Forex drop shipping, <laughs> uh, real estate, dude, you name it. All the basics. Yep. <laughs> All the basic get rich quick scheme. And it, it doesn't work like that, man. I, like that's one thing I wish I could go back and tell myself is, dude, you've got to put in the work. You're not going to get rich overnight. You've got to stay consistent. Mm. And it, I, I forget what it was. Oh, we were sitting down because this was like when I was, I had zero dollars in my name at this time, really. Um, my mom, my parents were like, wanting to be like, dude, you got to go get a job. You know, they've always been very supportive. So um, shout out to you guys if you're listening to this, but they were, they're always, you know, you know how parents are. They try to help you out. They're like, dude, you got to start making some money. You got to get a job. You got to do something. So we were sitting down at lunch one day and it was me and my mom and um, a realtor. And he tried like pitching me to kind of, join them, kind of run some side over there. I was like, that was the time for me. I was like, dude, I'm either going to have to quit being an entrepreneur and give up on my dreams or actually sit down and like focus. And I remember I went home, I wrote down on a piece of paper, every single thing that I was doing at the time. And that was the time I was like Shopify, Forex, real estate, uh, SMMA a little bit in the background. And I was like, okay, well, what out of all these am I good at? What's actually making me money right now? What can I actually scale? What's an actual business I can do out of this? And I crossed off everything except SMA. And I called him up. I was like, yo, dude, um, sorry, man. Like I'm staying focused. I'm hundred percent in on this. If I fail, I'll call you back. But like, I I'm going, I'm going full send on this dude. Like I'm going SMA. And that's what I did. And I had that, I built up a little bit more cash and invested in the mentors. Like I told you and kind of started going from there. Mm. Absolutely. So one, one key thing that it sounds like has been very uh, impactful on your journey thus far has been your sales skills. And sales is something that I have found um, to come up time and time again with guests on the show, people who've been successful entrepreneurs. Um, sales seems to be coming up 
um, again and again. And can you talk a little bit about some of those techniques or some of those strategies or some of those mindsets that you had in order to help you? Um, you said you were very good at closing clients at first. So talk a little bit about that process and, and some of the skills that you had at that young age that were able to help you and transfer over to your success in SMMA. Absolutely, man. And it all starts with, I see you got the 10X rule stacked yep. up over there. <laughs> That's what it all starts with, honestly. Like just taking time and realizing that sales isn't some magical thing that no one's ever done before. Like all the information in the world is out there. There's books, there's articles, there's videos, there's everything out there. So, you know, for me, like I said, I was lucky enough in the program I was in, there's um, a mentor that was actually getting paid to coach me. Hmm. And that's how I learned. So, I mean, the best way for anybody out there, I mean, like we talked about sales is sales is probably the number one skill you can learn in my opinion, just because, I mean, you know, think about it. Like you go out, you're trying to get a girlfriend, girls, you're trying to get a boyfriend. you got to close the deal. you got to close the deal to get them on a date with you. Mm-hmm. You know, selling advertising, you got to close the deal. You go to the gym, you got to, you got to close the deal on like actually convincing yourself to go to the gym. Everything yeah. in life is a sale. So, um, that's, I mean, that's how my mindset's always been, man. It's just, you know, you have to realize, really focus in on if you want something, you've got to learn how to do it. And it all comes down to sales. Mm. So walk us through just like a very basic sales process right now. Say you have a chiropractor that you want to get on board with your agency. You're approaching them. Um, what does that process look like for you? How did you scope them out in the first place? And then what is that interaction going to look like with them? Yeah, so I have a very, a very different technique that I've kind of developed. It's um, strictly getting clients online. Now, before I started doing this, and I'll go into detail in a second, sure. um, like that old agency I was at, dude, I was cold calling, door-to-door sales, like 90-degree weather, you name it. I was out there knocking, busting my ass off, <laughs> yeah. trying to make some money to go you know, for rent. At the time I was in college, you know, party it up on the weekends with the boys. But um, when it comes to how I get my clients and everything, I have a very specific method and it all comes down to like, I'm really big on Facebook, right? So if you, it comes down to optimizing your profile, meaning clean up all the bullshit on there. Make sure like if someone lands on your profile on Facebook, use it as a funnel. Like social media is cool and all, but social media is time to make money. Like screw all that other stuff. Go all in and make money on social media. So for you guys listening to this, go optimize your profile. You can go check mine out, Justin Saunders. It's perfectly optimized. You'll know exactly what I do on there. Um, I also got some trains in there as well. If you want to hit me up on there, but optimize your profile, determine your target market. So for me, chiropractors, and then go out there and prospect them. And a great way to prospect them is going into, you know, like Facebook groups. Um, and I always say, you got to slide in the DM, man. You got to, <laughs> You got to send them some videos, send them some um, text, like, you know, trying to get them on a phone call. And once you get them on a phone call, they're kind of like, you know, at that point, a warm lead. So once they're a warm lead, you want to take them to make sure they're qualified enough so you can close them. So you ask them some questions and then you get on what we call a closing call. And that's when you really, that's where all the magic happens. You know, you got to build rapport with them up front, you know, kind of like how we did on here, just a little bit of small talk. And then kind of dive in deep, asking a bunch of questions, finding out what their pain point is. And it all comes down to, if you can find out what their pain point is and what we talked about at the beginning, if you can find a solution for them, like if your business is the actual solution, there's no reason the hell they should get off that call with you without you, without signing that deal with you. Because Mm. if you can actually perform for them, as Grant Cardone says, it's your duty, obligation, responsibility to get them signed. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, just to just to like sort of recap that you're, you're optimizing your Facebook profile. You're going into Facebook groups with a lot of chiropractors in them. Yep. And then you're providing value in there in some way, shape or form. So that's one way to do it. Um, I recommend going in the groups and just friend requesting, like for me, chiropractors, just going in there and friend requesting all the chiropractor owners. And once they, you know, once you friend request and kind of what we were talking about with your profile need to be optimized. Mm. They land on your profile and if you have it optimized, they'll see all the good stuff you have, you know, like results, case studies, testimonials, stuff to help them out. That's where the real value comes in. Mm. And then that's where you slide in the DMs and then use your, you know, use your pitch to get them on a call with you. 
I gotcha. And that's usually like a two call process. The first one's really just like qualifying them. Then the second one's more of like the, uh, let's get down to business. Let's make a sale. Yeah. I like to do a two step close. Just, um, you know, I mean, if they're on the call with me up front, I usually, if they're a good fit, I'll be like, Oh, well, you know, I think you're a good fit. I can definitely help you out. Um, are you open right now to, are you by your computer right now? So we can hop on and I can show you a little bit more or would you like to schedule this call? Hmm. Okay. So pretty, pretty basic. And then on that sales call, could you give us some, some tips, some strategies, or like some um, ways that you structure your clothes? Because I'm sure that's a place where a lot of our listeners are tend to get tripped up because if, if you've never sold many things before, and now you're in this situation where you have to like get someone to buy something, and then you're transitioning from like, here's a bunch of information, now give me money, like that can be sort of like a, a sticky place for some people. So what are your strategies for navigating that close and, and doing so in an effective and, and in a way that doesn't make you feel sleazy or uncomfortable yeah absolutely um number one always ask for the clothes even if you are terrible at sales i promise you just keep asking for the clothes eventually you're gonna get better you're gonna get more comfortable eventually you're gonna start closing the deals so i mean the way i like to structure all this I actually just did a video on this it's um through framework right mm -hmm. you you determine how the process is going to be up front now this is a big mistake that a lot of our clients, our students have issues with is when they get on these calls, they kind of let the business owner in a way bully them around mm. just simply because, you know, think about it, man, like a lot of people that are getting an SMA, they're younger or they have zero, zero experience with sales. Yeah. And most of these business owners, they've been in business, what, 20 plus years. So they're dealing with sales reps like us all the time. So you got to mm. figure out, how you can make yourself different from them. Yeah. And what are some, what are some good strategies that you found to differentiate? Because a lot of times I would imagine like you call up a business owner um, and, and the way you do, it sounds like you have a little, a little bit more rapport already built, but like if you're calling up a business owner and they, they hear um, from, from sales reps a million times a day and they're getting called up on this, that, and the third, um, how can you differentiate yourself from all these other people are getting called up by um, asking them to, to do advertising and stuff? Absolutely. So the one thing is, I don't like to do cold calling just because mm -hmm. I know my market and with chiropractors, doctors, you know, whoever your market is, if they're usually busy, which most business owners are yeah. pretty busy throughout <laughs> the day, um, they're not going to get on a call with a stranger. You know, if they are, then they're, they're pretty desperate, which is good for you at the time. But you know, that's sales is a numbers game and that's when the numbers get really higher up. So I like to, you know, I really value my time. So I like yeah. to increase my conversions. So that's why I do the whole DM thing. And then, you know, when you send them a video selfie message, one, you're differentiating yourself from everybody oh, yeah. just because, you know, you're making them realize that you're a real person online. And, you know, it, you got to kind of portray having like the sense of, hey, I'm here. I want to help you out. I'm happy. I've got some humor in me. And if you can portray <laughs> that on a message, like a video message, it goes a long way. Now, that's not going to be something that's just going to happen overnight. Like we talked about, it's, no. you just got to do it a lot. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Oh, absolutely. Like I can't stress enough how much video DMs have helped my business. Like reaching out to people via video, um, one for landing podcast gets, it's amazing. Like if you're trying to start a podcast, always reach out via video because that's going to differentiate yourself, especially if you're trying to get a hold of people that have busy schedules or people that are getting hundreds or thousands of DMs every single day. They're chances are they're not going to go through and read all of the huge blocks of text that they're getting sent. But if you send them a quick, like 10, 15 second video of just who you are, what you're all about, um, that's, that's one of the best ways to make a good first impression I've found. And I, I totally, totally agree with you on that. Yeah, dude, two things on that. One, you guys, he's not lying. He actually slid in my DMs with a video <laughs> message. So it's living proof that it works. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, I mean, it's, it's so effective and it's because people don't take the time, people don't take the effort and the energy to do it. When in reality, it takes 10, 15 seconds to just pull out your phone. Half the time, it's faster than typing stuff out in my experience. So I just, I, I far prefer video DMs. They're, they're just such a big asset. Dude, that's another very important thing that you mentioned there is 10 to 15 seconds. You, yeah. you don't want to have it. You don't want it. Like I get video messages all the time from people and it's like two minutes long. Oh talking about all this stuff. I'm like, dude, first off, I have ADD. I'm not going to listen to this shit. Second yeah. off, like I've got so many other things to do. Keep it short. Keep it straight to the point. Mm, absolutely. So when you are 
prospecting and you're going to these Facebook groups, you're friending people, how do you determine who an ideal client is? Like when you're on this qualifying phone call, what are the things that you're looking for in this business to know if they'd be a good fit for you and if you'd be able to actually provide them with value? Great question, man. It all comes down to, as everybody says, the riches are in the niches. Mm. You need to know your client. So for me with chiropractors, I mean, we don't work with every chiropractor, right? There's, there's all kinds of different chiropractors. We're very upfront, very straightforward on who we work with. So like, if they're not willing to do like what we like our sort of type of offer, we'll tell them, be like, Hey, you're not a good fit for what we do. You know, we'll keep you in mind in the future. You know, we'll touch base. And even when you turn down, I've actually, this is funny. I've actually had um, a chiropractor that I turned down and he kept following up with me. He's like, all right, all right, I'll do whatever you want. I'll do whatever you say. I'll do it. And we signed him. I was like, dude, I mean, you just gotta, you gotta know your market. And when you tell people no, it's crazy, dude. When you tell people no, like there's some switch that goes on in their head where they have to figure out how they can make that to a yes. Yeah. Cause at that point they feel like they're missing out. They're like, wow, this guy, he's got all these case studies, he's got all these testimonials. Like I bet he really knows how to provide value. And you just said no to them. And they're like, dang, like I'm missing out now. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get this. Absolutely, man. So um, talk to me a little bit about your decision to be so niche focused, because a lot of people when they're starting, um, I've got buddies of mine who are starting social media marketing agencies left and right. And when they start, a lot of times they're not very focused. Um, is that something that you would recommend starting off? And as far as focus, I mean, like only chiropractors and only this kind of offer, or do you think it's smart at first to sort of differentiate and, and try out a bunch of different things? I think at first, you know, if you're first getting into it, I would say experiment. Okay. Kind of like what we talked about before. Um, don't have the mentality that you're going to get rich overnight. Yeah. Find out what you're passionate about and find out what you're good at and then go from there. I mean, for me, it was, I've, I've been to chiropractors my whole life. I've had back problems, right? So mm -hmm. I was pretty familiar with like their language, how they talk, you know, saying patients rather than clients, like little keywords, things like that mm. go wild. But you know, I was, when I first got started, I was going for Kairos on Facebook is how I was prospecting them. And then Dennis on LinkedIn, I was like, you know, whatever works, I'm going to go with. And I got a couple clients of each one, but I really kind of mastered the Cairo side. So I said, all right, I'm done with the dentist. I'm focusing hundred percent on Kairos. And that's, that's how it worked for me. Why were you uh, pursuing dentists on LinkedIn instead of Facebook as well? Um, just kind of split testing to see, you know, what worked the best. I mean, I guess there wasn't really an answer to that. I mean, I was just trying to see, you know, if I could get more dentists on LinkedIn or more Kairos on Facebook. So okay. just testing the waters. Yeah. I got you. So now it sounds like you really have this business down to somewhat of a science and, and that you like, you know, what offer you're going to run with this chiropractor. When did that process develop? And when did you decide to really like systematize this thing and make it into more of a science than just like going out there and trying to make it work? ABT man, always be testing. Mm. It's what I tell all my clients. And um, when I refer to clients, I mean, actually like my students as well, we do coaching for this, but um, it, you got to figure out what works. I mean, you're never going to just, I mean, I, I don't like saying the word never, but a lot of times it's hard to just, you know, get one client and then automatically just get crazy results with like no experience, no mentors or anything. Um, and for me at the time is I kept trying different Kairos. I'd get results. Some of them weren't very good at like closing the deals. So, you know, there's always, there's levels of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. you got to figure out what's going wrong and then figure out how you can level up, what you need to invest in what you need to learn, what you need to buy, whatever you need to do to get to that next level. So um, to answer your question, I mean, you just got to figure out what's working and just keep testing and testing and testing. Okay, that's very interesting. And, and the last guest that I had on the show, we covered uh, really, we went really deep on self-reflection. And it sounds like that's really a part of your process here is like reflecting on what was working well and what wasn't. So do you have like a set way that you reflect you like every Sunday, you like reflect back on the week and what worked and what didn't? Do you after each new client, you reflect on what worked and what didn't? Or what does that process look like for you in evaluating like what's working in your business and what's not? I think that's an interesting question because for me, it's always, I wish I could tell you I do X, Y, Z and sure. it always works. But for me, it's always, it's always something different. You know, like 
just recently I got this new, um, I've been taking the 10 X from Grant Cardone, the 10 X journal. And that's what I've been using for like the past, what, probably like year. Just wow. writing that every day. Yeah. And you know, just recently I had a friend recommend it's called like, I don't know where it is. Yeah. This little five minute journal over here. Oh dude, and that's literally exactly what my last guest used. The really? five minute journal. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I actually <laughs> just started reading. There's like, all kinds of pages in here telling you how to use it the right way. I just got finished reading it today and it seems really cool. So I'm giving that a shot, but you know, not going off topic. It kind of tells you um, there's like some exercises in there, like how to reflect throughout the day, how to, you know, kind of vision your way through success. Um, it's really, I was actually really impressed. I, I highly recommend it for anyone on here so far. I mean, first day done. So I can <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to pick one of those up now because if the last two guests in a row both said that's how they reflect, I think there's definitely there's definitely at least something to that. Um, so I'll be sure to link that up in the description below or the show notes for you guys if you're interested in checking that out at all. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit more about how you have then pivoted from sort of doing your social media marketing agency. Well, not really pivoted, but you're still doing the social media marketing agency. Now you're teaching other people how to do it as well. So when did that process start and when did you decide to transition um, into into the teaching side of things as well? Great question. So it kind of started, um, what, maybe like six months ago, maybe. Um, I ran into a buddy of mine and he was really big on personal branding. And I really, I'm a firm believer that personal branding is sales. But at the time, I didn't have a very big personal brand. So he kind of got me into like this mentorship program with him. And it was strictly, you know, personal branding, understanding like, who you are, how you got to where you are, telling your story and like how to help others. Right. And that's kind of how I got started with that. It was um, a program to like how to build your story up, build a Facebook group, get a big group in there. Uh, my group's pushing around 3000 members right now. Um, and then i kind of took that on my own over to Instagram where, you know, that's where I started really personal branding, but you know, kind of going back in on that, how I got how, like why I got into this was I've always wanted to, you know, help people out. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I told myself, like, cause I struggled. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this on here. Like my starting for entrepreneurship was a very rocky road as you know, chasing the shiny object syndrome left and yeah. right. And not everybody's is like that. So, you know, I, I made it an obligation myself. I'm like, I have to figure out a way once I, once I figure this out to go out there and help other people. So uh, that's kind of what I did. I just started putting out a lot of free value on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and people really liked it. And we're starting to ask for mentoring courses and all this. So then I just decided, I was like, Hey, give the people what they want. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I created a course called prospecting like a pro. It teaches everything in there. Agency wise that I've learned. Um, we've actually, the other day was actually it was about last month. My main goal was to get a hundred entrepreneurs into, you know, SMMA and mm -hmm. we reached that goal. Now my next goal is to get a hundred entrepreneurs to a 10 figure agency. So that's kind of what we've been working on in the background, but yeah, that's like got prospecting like a pro that's the course material. And then I have launch map, which we can talk a little bit more about here in a minute, which is strictly kind of like mentoring. Huge. Did when you said 10 figure, do you mean 10 K a month or do you mean 10 figure? Uh, 10, 10 K a month. My okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, man, those are some, those are some high goals over there. <laughs> Got a 10 exit, I guess. 10 X man. <laughs> All right. So talk to me a little bit about your focus, because right now it sounds like you've got a couple different projects that you're working on. How do you focus and prioritize like what gets your time and attention at, at any certain point? Yeah. Um, time blocking is huge, dude. Mm. That's something. So whenever a client enrolls in our launch map, which again is the personalized one-on-one -on -one mentorship, we sit down with them on a call kind of like this and go, okay, we're going to teach you all this stuff. But first things first, you got to get your mind right. You got to get your organization. You got to get your schedule right. Yeah. So what we do, we actually pull up a calendar with them and we recommend Google calendar Yep. and actually time block what they're doing. So the first thing is what we call immovable objects. So like, you know, if you're in school, you're in class or you're at work, those are immovable objects. Mark those down. Those are things that you can't, you can't move, right? Yeah. Immovable. And the next thing after that is, you know, like business work related things like, you know, side projects. So a lot of our clients are people that actually 
have full nine to five jobs and they're trying to escape. So, you know, we sit down with them and say, Hey, well, when can you actually work on this SMA business? So, you know, usually it's like two hours a day and mark that off. And to answer your question to say focus and like really realize what you're doing, you know, it's so easy when you're doing something to be thinking about 20 other different things, but that's why time blocking is so important. Like, mm. you know, I time block this. I'm sure you did too. Time block this, this podcast out. And, you know, I have the rest of my day scheduled. So I already know what I need to do the rest of the day. So that keeps me focused on what I'm doing right now. Yep, exactly. How, how's like deep do you go with this? Like, do you block out every like 15 minutes? Do you um, have like general blocks where like, okay, in this block, I'm going to be working on my course or in this block, I'm going to be prospecting. Or do you have like very specific, like in this block, I'm going to be like creating this lecture for this module. Like how specific do you make it? And then how um, wide or short of the time frames usually? Yeah. So I know, um, I know Grant Cardone always talks about, I'm in his um, Cardone U. He always mm-hmm. talks about doing like 15 minute blocks. Yeah. Writing out your whole day in 15 minutes. And I tried that. It didn't really resonate with me too well. Okay. Um, I mean, it really depends on the person, but for me, yeah. what I do, I'll say like, you know, um, you know, prospecting like a pro, for example, I'll time block prospecting like a pro maybe in my calendar for like an hour. And then I'll write down like, five different things I need to do. Mm. And one thing that's really helped me out is getting my phone, putting a timer down be like, okay, well, this is going to take me 15, 20 minutes to do. I'm going to put a timer down, not focus on anything else and just go balls to the wall on this one little subject. And dude, it's crazy what you can get done in 15 minutes. Oh, totally with you on that, man. Especially when you eliminate distractions. Like that's something that I've been working on a lot lately is just like putting the phone away, realizing that DMs are not as urgent as sometimes I feel like they might be. And like, I can take a break from Instagram for a couple hours and the world is not going to end. Dude. Yeah. Um, one thing that's changed my life, speaking of focus is just getting an office. Like mm-hmm. I'm in my office right now, you know, it's really because I had a problem. I was working literally, you know, how people say all day long, wake yeah. up, work, go to bed, work. And don't get me wrong. That's good when you're first getting started, but dude, we're all here. We're all human beings. We're, we're, we want to live the good life. Like, you know, separate life and work. Mm. And that's one thing I'm really trying to start and portray is like, you know, live the good life and getting an office was the best decision of my life because you now I'll get here early in the morning and then I'll get all my shit done. And then, you know, if I leave at six or seven, whatever time it is, I go home and I don't worry about work. Like I'm off of work. Like I just do me. And that's just something that, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, we, we lose that feeling if you're just working all day long and it's, it's a great thing to get back to. Absolutely. And I, I really like that, that aspect of differentiation and like separation between like work and like not work, because um, that's something that I, I struggle with as well, because a lot of the work that I do is either at my apartment or I, I do have a co-working space that I go to from time to time, but for the most part, I'm doing stuff all over the place. So it, having, having that separation, I could see where that would really, really be beneficial. And then another thing that you touched on, which is something that one of my mentors, Richie Norton, um, talks about a lot, that's um, sort of optimizing your business, not only for cash flow, but also for time flow and optimizing your business and structuring your business in a way that it doesn't make you a slave to it. And you are able to control not only the money that you receive, but also the time that you have and, and the ability to like take breaks and to stop working at six and to not have it run your life. So I think that's a really important thing to think about whenever you're starting, we're thinking about starting a new business or, or a new venture or a new project. Like how can you structure it from the beginning so that you are able to control when you're working on this thing and you're able to control how much of your time it's going to take up. So I think that's really important that you hit on that. Yeah, dude. Another really good way that I've been doing recently that's been helping me, like even like, you know, I mean, face in business, there's always things we don't want to do, right? Yeah. Reward yourself. Like, you know, if you like going to the movies, if you like going on dates, like that's what I've been doing is like, you know, after I finish all this shit, I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to eat some popcorn. I'm going to eat some pizza, dude. Like I'm going to do me, you know? And when you reward yourself with that, like even after a hard workout or something, like it's, it's crazy. Like once you just keep thinking, I just got to, got to power through, man. I got to power through and I'll get there. 
Yeah, exactly. In your brain, if you can train your brain with rewards, that's so powerful because you're like, all right, brain's thinking, all right, I do this, I get that. And that's, that's, that's a really powerful thing. And that's like how we're wired at a very, very basic level. It's like, do this, get this. Um, that's going to, that's going to really, really help you and really help your brain just like comprehend like why you need to keep pushing and why you need to keep working towards whatever you're working on. Yeah, 100% I did. So talk to me a little bit about some of the roadblocks that you faced recently, because I'm sure um, it's, it's not all sunshine and roses um, over with Justin Saunders. And I'm sure there are some struggles from time to time that you do face. So what are some of the, the biggest challenges that you faced recently? And then how have you been able to, to sort of get over those? Oh, that's a tough one. Cause there's, there's quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, I mean, I'd say probably one of the biggest things that I just struggle with is, you know, knowing, like not knowing. And I think that's the biggest issue that a lot of entrepreneurs have is like, mm. you know, if you have bills, you have, I mean, I don't, I don't have any kids. I don't have a girlfriend or wife or anything, but a lot of people have families that have to provide for. And like, yeah. you jump in on this, it's like, how do you know, like a sit, like, how do you know this is going to work? Right. And that's, you know, that's something that's always been on my mind, but something that I've been doing to kind of help, I guess, dodge that bullet in a way is just using the systems that work. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with, you got to find the right mentor. You know, nobody on this planet has ever been successful by themselves. Like there's nobody, everybody has a partner, everybody has a mentor, somebody that's helping them that they're getting good advice from. And that's, I mean, just find a method that works and stick to it is I guess the best thing I can say. Absolutely. Don't be jumping around from 80 different things trying to figure out why none of them are working because it's not it's because it's you're not putting the time, the effort, the attention, the energy that you need into one certain thing and really just making that one thing work because there are so many paths you can follow and so many things that you can have success with. But if you don't give any of them the time that they need to actually grow and to actually become something, then you're never going to get there with any of them, even if they're all viable options that could work for you. Yeah, dude, you just got to stay focused like focus on one thing. And then in that one thing, you can branch out into other things. Like for me, it was SMMA. And now I'm branching out to, you know, I have the agency, I have the coaching, I have the course, but it all falls down under that one thing. So if you guys are listening on here, you're doing real estate, you're doing Forex, you're doing <laughs> dropshipping. Like if you do, if you're doing more than one thing, you're not doing one thing and you're not doing any of them right. So focus on one thing. Exactly. Um, how did you decide like, how do you decide rather when it's time to branch out when you're, when you're going down this SMMA path, how do you decide, okay, it's time to add on the, like this new aspect of my business or this new aspect. Um, how do you, how do you think about that? And then how do you sort of think about how much of the, of your time that's going to take and, um, what kind of, what kind of dedication you have to put into that? Yeah, I always like to think, I mean, I like to, you know, when we, when I reflect, kind of think about the future, mm -hmm. like what other areas I can have in this business, like, you know, I started the SMA and I had that running on autopilot for a little bit. You know, it was bringing me in good cash flow. So that gave me more time to focus on the coaching side and all that, which, you know, now the coaching side is getting a little bit more on the automation side. So that gives me more time to go back and focus on scaling the agency. So I think it all comes to answer your question. It, it honestly depends on the person, but, um, you know, get it to a point where it's, it's still running and it's bringing you in profit. That way, you know, if you want to have the shiny object syndrome, go do it, but do it something in your field so you can keep building off of each other. Because if you stay focused on like one thing, like the big SMMA, there's so many different ways that you can go with that. And if you just stay in there, you'll learn something new that supplements each other. Absolutely. Um, Justin, you've been dropping a ton of value on our listeners and I'm so thankful for you being here today. Um, I've got some questions that I'd like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for them? Let's do it. Amazing. So the first thing that I want to know is what is something that you are excited about right now? This could be something in your business, in the world of SMMA, in the wider world in general, but like what's something that genuinely has you excited about right now? Well, to be honest, dude, it was actually right before um, I got on this podcast. So we just started launch mapping, launch map, which is our coaching program. And without going into too much detail, it's basically one-on-one -on -one personalized mentorship because we noticed a lot of um, these big gurus, these groups, they do group coaching and that works, but there's nothing like having a personal trainer at the gym telling you exactly what to do and when to do it. So me and my old business partner that taught me sales in college partnered up on this 
and we've been going, what is, it's a little over a month for our, since we've launched this and our goal is to get 10 clients each month. So we, we got 10 the first month, which is super fucking awesome. Yeah. And just got a message literally right before I got on this call. And one of the guys in the program, he's been in for, I think three weeks now, just closed his first $2,500 deal. Good stuff. That's really a seven, that's like a $7,000 deal. He just closed. Dang. That's, that's exciting, man. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's, I, I mean, money's, money's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love money, but you know, helping other people, you know, get like, he called me up, dude. It was like one of the most exciting things ever. It was him hearing that saying that. And then even my brother, we put my brother through the program. He was one of the first ones. He just closed, he closed a real estate deal for, I think it was 2,700. And then he's about to close this other deal for $15,000. So it's like, wow, dude, this stuff is nuts. That's actually changing people's lives. Absolutely. Um, what habits do you have that have served you particularly well? We already talked about time blocking, um, but if you have any other things that you do on a regular basis that, that help you get to that next level. Um, let's see. Habits, habits. Um, very organized. I like to be, I got that from my grandpa, actually. <laughs> everything, when you go to, whenever I go to his house, everything is literally like, you can't move it. But I'm, I'm not that crazy. Uh, but I do like to be organized, which I think that is a huge trait for, you know, especially bouncing around being an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. um, and then, you know, I think the main habit is just like, just being determined, man, like mm-hmm. knowing your goals and focusing in on what you can actually accomplish because dude, I'll tell you what, there's not much better feelings in the world than actually like dominating your goals. Oh, so true. So true. <laughs> dominant and going to celebrate dude like that's what we did we um i travel quite a bit and mm-hmm. me and some of my business partners we crushed all of our goals we actually were working on new year's and we're like all right well we got to finish this goal finished it and then we went to cabo for like a week went to san diego went to miami went to tampa like it's it's been fun mm, gotta treat yourself you got to treat yourself. <laughs> so what content, if any, are you consuming right now? I know you mentioned Grant Cardone earlier, but are there any books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, um, YouTube channels you're subscribed to? What is that looking like for you? Yeah, dude. So um, one of them, I'm actually reading this book right now. It's called The uh, Success Principles. Oh, yeah. By Jack Canfield. Um, I'm about halfway through with it, but it's one of those books. It's, it's really addicting, um, which <laughs> By the way, you guys listen to this. I never read a book in high school. I barely read a book in college. But uh, once you can learn how to read, like actually enjoy reading, it's a, it's a game changer. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm about halfway through with that. And it's one of those books where it's like, you know, when you're having one of those bad days, somehow like that next chapter that you're reading or whatever page you're reading somehow relates to exactly what you're going through. Hmm. So that is a huge one. Um, let's see. Grant Cardone big into him. Um, I try to pick and Grant says this himself. I pick like three people, like three influencers and study them. You know, it gets dangerous when you're learning from 20 different people. Yeah. I mean, I I love Gary Vee. Don't get me wrong, but his message, like, I mean, him and Grant say a lot of opposite things. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I mean, I, I'm starting to realize like what's better for me, but you know, I Mm -hmm. focus more on Grant this time because he's strictly sales. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's what, what else, what else is there? I mean, I'm, I'm real big into self-development, anything learning to get out of my comfort zone, you know, like even if it's just like going to approach some like women with like a bunch of guys over there, I'm like, dude, fuck it. I got to do it. Like I got to do something that'll get me out of my comfort zone. Mm, exactly. That's where the growth happens. Yep. So I'm curious, I'm always curious with my guests, like what they do that doesn't scale. So to give you some quick context, um, one thing that I do is every single day, I'll pull out my phone, I'll hop on Instagram and I'll shoot like five to 10 video DMs to new followers, just introducing myself being like, Hey, what's up? My name's Apple. Thanks for the follow. If there's anything that I can do for you, let me know something very short, simple like that, saying their name um, so that they know that it's personal to them. But that's not something that I... I mean, theoretically, I could scale it if I just like didn't say their name and sent it to my VA and had her like blast them out to everyone. But that's not what I do. So do you have any things in your business that have that personal Justin Saunders touch them um, that you can think of right off the bat? Yeah. uh, Well, first off, your name, by the way, is still probably the best. (laughs) I wish my parents would call me like Apple or Strawberry. (laughs) It's good branding, man. Yeah, dude. That's that's awesome. Um, So kudos to your parents. But um, 
Yeah, dude, I guess, I mean, what I do that's not really scalable, I mean, pushing out video content, I mean, I wouldn't really consider that scalable or like posting on Instagram, posting on Facebook. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love posting, talking, but sometimes some days it's like, dude, I really don't feel like posting. I really yeah. don't feel like creating a video today. And I'd say that's probably like the most scalable because I get a lot of DMs, people asking questions, and I try to like base it off that, how to like create my video, create my content mm. to, you know, help answer their question. Hmm. I love it. So Justin, you've been dropping a ridiculous amount of value. I've gotten a ton out of this. I'm sure if anyone of our listeners is interested in starting an SMMA, they've got a lot of tools in front of them to start working on. Um, but where can they go if they want to follow up with you, find out more about what you are up to, the different projects you're working on, um, and potentially even work with you? Where should we send our listeners? Awesome, man. Well, I'm like all over the place except for Twitter. I don't like to tweet. Uh, but I'd say the best place, I mean, you can find me on YouTube, you can find me on Facebook. Best place to get in contact with me and shoot me a DM. It's uh, on Instagram at Justin Saunders Official. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link that up in the show notes along with your YouTube, your Facebook, all that good stuff. All the links will be down there. Justin, do you have any last words of wisdom, final closing thoughts for our listeners here on Young Smart Money today? Yeah, man. Um, you guys just, just stay consistent. If you're struggling right now, I, I get it. We've all been there. Just, you got to stay consistent. And if you stay consistent and stay focused, you will get to where you want. I promise you. Absolutely. Consistency, focus. That is what you need. Justin, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks brother. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.